Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Onside Review with Uncle Taylor, Jesse, and David. I'm your host, Uncle Taylor, the drunk. <laughs> no, I'm your host, Uncle Taylor. It's great to have you on board for this little experimental side piece we're doing. Um, tonight, we're joined a little bit differently. As you might have heard in the title, I have Uncle Jesse and I have Uncle David. Boys, good evening to you both. Good evening. Evening. It's great to have you guys on board, and thank you very much for uh, giving me an opportunity to try and try something different, try and explore different avenues with the podcast. Um, this is exciting. So, a lot of people I know listen to the sports section of our podcast, Uncle Taylor's Unchained podcast, which we just finished recording. Um, but a lot of people like to try and you know differentiate between the two. Um, so this will be definitely an exciting new chapter for us. Um, on our podcast journey. Um, kicking straight off into it, uh, a game of NRL just finished up between the uh, Gold Coast Titans and the Brisbane Broncos, the fucking uh, same same town rivalry, or same town, sorry, same state rivalry, um, which, you know, is a, one of the fucking better games that used to happen during, during the year with Broncos flogging the very small, very weak Titans. But in the last year... Since COVID and the Broncos' massive downhill stump that they had, Titans yeah. come out and thumped them 28-16. It was a very right. interesting game to it watch was. while we were doing the podcast. I was watching it on the side. I don't know about you two. Yep, I was watching it. You watching it? Cool, cool. Yeah. No, my answer. Um, <laughs> I know your answer already. I know you're not a big, big, uh, big rugby league fan, but that's completely fine. Oh, look, um, always good. Well, I was trying to keep tabs on the game while we were doing the other podcast because um, we had it on the side. Um, but, yeah, it was hard to, like, kind of watch the game and also focus on the other podcast. So, like, I saw little bits and pieces of it, but all I know is that the uh, time. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah time. exactly, exactly. I had a same game multi, and that fucked up because uh, a couple of players didn't score enough, which is okay. Yep. But um, I'm happy that the Titans win. Um, it makes it three in a row for them against the Broncos. Um when you think of it, that's it's it's something that personally I didn't think I'd honestly say that the Broncos yeah. would be so many. Uh, like you know, they've lost three times in a row to the Titans, but also the fact that I think I saw a little bit earlier it's been two hundred and fifty-one days since the Broncos last won a game of rugby league, wow, uh, a, 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 a competition. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Wait, what? Let me let me confirm this because I want to make sure I get this correct. Yeah, two hundred and fifty-one days since the Bristol Broncos won their last game. Oh my god! Wow. I don't think it, it, in my in yeah. my you know that's kind of a era, drought. That's a drought right, and a half. Definitely, definitely a drought. That's yeah. You know, like yeah, I, I remember. I remember last year when uh, the Broncos were beating the Sharks. They were really fucking mm. putting it to us, and yeah. I thought, yep, we're going to be the team that lost to the Broncos and gave them their mm. first win. And then the Sharks come out and scored two tries in about five minutes and won. Yeah. Won I mean, the game on the death. That's the story. That's the story of the Broncos, though. Like, for example, the Parramatta game, round one, um, they were up 16-0, and then they played 40 minutes of footy. And then the second half, Eels came out, and it's like they weren't even there. And then it ended yeah. up being, um, what was that? Let me have a look. Uh, I think it was 24-16, to 16, if I'm not correct. Sorry, is this is this for last week's last, game? Last last week, yeah. Oh, so last week. Just, yeah, I think it was uh, 26, 18. 24-16. 24-16. 24-16 Parramatta. So they played one half of footy and, and essentially 
Yeah, that's so, I mean, literally that's the story of their of their season last year, and so far, obviously, maybe there you go. So, sorry to interrupt you. Broncos. The last game they won was in July 2020. What a it just popped from up because I'm watching. Yeah. Massive fall from grace. Like, I mean, as you know, like I'm not that big of a fan, but like I know my ins and outs. So like I just remember like almost like, like golden area. We had Darren Lockyer and all. So Darren Lockyer, yeah. Um, yeah, Darren Lockyer. Like that's the thing. You come up against the Bron- Broncos, and look, I know my brother-in-law won't shut up because he's a Queenslander, but. Mm. Like they went through such a dominating force and such a good team. They now. did. Like you, you, you had you had people, understand. mate. Back in that era, you know, you had like your your Wally Lewis's, your Alan mm. Langers, your fucking um, Gordon Tallis. Yeah. Gordon Tallis is Gordon such an Tallis. intimidating figure such a of a footballer when he was on. <laughs> um, but you um, know, Justin Holbrook comes on board to the Titans. He come across from England. He's a Aussie coach. He come across from England last year. He knew what he was signing up for, and he's really been able in the last year that he's been in to turn the fucking tables around for the Titans. Yeah. Um, I think it's such a, a, a fucking really good fucking um, well, thing to point, see. They because were almost bankrupt, weren't they? Titans? The Titans, yeah, yeah they, they were. Yeah. The NRL bought them out and paid their wages and shit, and mm. I think then they became independent. Mm, yeah. Because they only hold on to, to them for such a, a, a long period of time, and then they mm. go, "No, nah, get fucked, you, you're out," kind of thing. Mm. Um, it's a good thing so, to see. Like Titans have never really been up there as one of the better teams, and it seems like they're really sort of progressing. You could see it at the end of the last season that they were really starting to starting to do well. Like do the motors was, mm. yeah, like the, the gearbox is starting to change over. Yeah, yeah and they had exactly. the moment. They had the momentum going into this season as well. And now you've got, um, yeah, well, that's exactly right. Now you've got someone with the talent of David Fafita, which yeah. is, he is, how he scored tonight. He scored a fucking pretty decent try, beat a couple of players and, you know, was able to fucking shape them and get around them. At his frame, at his weight, playing the position he plays, the speed that he has is such an intimidating fucking thing to see. Oh, definitely. This is just my personal opinion, of course. I'm sure others share it, but, oh, I mate, agree. he he is he is freak. definitely a, a... He's a freak. freak he's an absolute f- freak enough. Is he, dude... I can't remember if he's a New South Welshman or if he's a Queenslander. Um, I'm not sure, to be honest. Like, it, it's, um, it's like a reverse Greg Inglis, I thought, because he, he, <laughs> yeah. he, he, he went to play for Brisbane, but he's a uh, New South Welshman. Yeah, I'm honestly, know? I'm not sure. Um, yeah, but to bring it back on the uh, the Broncos thing, like me and my dad were even talking about it today when I was going to go get my my whiskey. <laughs> we, oh, were, yeah? we were talking about it in the car because he had to come down the road with me, and he was talking about the Broncos, and we're like, yeah, well, Broncos are shit, you know, and like no offense, <laughs> but Broncos are shit. And he's like, yeah, it's like a very like different contrast to how they were. Like they used to be one of the top teams. Like if you think the Broncos, you always think top eight. Always. And like you got Darren Lockyer, Petro Sivanasiva, all those, you know, dudes like that. Justin Hodges, like uh, Darius Boyd when he was in in prime form, like not these days, like back in the day. Yeah, no. Um, and just like things like that, even the old school Broncos. And you just think like, it's just all clubs go through it. All clubs go yeah. through it. All clubs go through it. Every club in the history of any sport across at any part of the world at any period of time has had to go through a restructure or a rebuild. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at um, Newcastle Knights, you know, oh, they had a massive the rebuild. The yeah, they're, they're yeah. really doing fucking well. They won, they won early tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, you go back two, three years. I mean, we beat them the year that the Sharkies won. We beat them 60, I think, 62-4 mm. or 64-4. 
and that was our that was equal to our biggest uh, points for in one single game. Yeah, um, I just remember them being you know, in really bad shape, and then they just yeah, and they were they started playing well. Same with the Eels. Same with the Eels. Oh, you know, the, the Eels. Eels had that really bad year, 2017, when we <laughs> went uh, 20, uh, 2018. Sorry, I think it was because we beat them. Jared Hayne had the did the kickoff. And uh, did his flexor hip, his hip oh, flexor or some shit. Oh, that's right. He was playing. I forgot he was still playing. He was playing. That's right. Because we, we in the NFL, wasn't he, that year? As his first year back? No. Yeah, no. Because he didn't he? Yeah, he came oh, back. Okay. He said, my first priority is to go to Parramatta. Mm-hmm. Parramatta didn't offer him enough money that he wanted. Titans did. He goes to the Titans. Right. Half, half decent. Comes back down to Parramatta and just injury, injury, off season. Mm. Now he's involved in a uh, legal dispute, you know. But the Broncos definitely something to, to consider. I mean, they're playing the Bulldogs next week, so it'll be interesting to see um, if if they're going to come out and perform against a Bulldog squad that has a lot to offer this season. Personally, watching them play um, last week against the Knights up there in the in the in the, uh, the rain, the not rain, then the rain again, then the rain stopped. They were very much so in the game, yeah. For for a good period of time, until probably I think the fiftieth minute, I think it was, and then they just started slowly mm-hmm. downhill, rapid descent, and they and they end up just getting touched up a bit. But they have, but got Panthers, they have a Panthers haven't really been quite the pushovers like they used to be. No, 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 no. Panthers, you know, grand finalists from last year. Yeah. Um, you know, definitely, you know, this year is the year to prove it. There's no Cameron Smith. There's no Cooper Cronk. Cooper Cronk didn't obviously play from it at the time, but... But honestly, with Storm, I mean, I think under Craig Bellamy at the moment, I mean, still, obviously, it's probably his last year. I think it is his last year, isn't it? It um, is, yeah. Mm-hmm. It yeah, is. like, it's... If you look at Storm, they've been... Dominant since I think 2006 around around that time um, under Craig Bellamy he hasn't lost round one at all he hasn't mm. lost a round one game with him coaching the Melbourne Storm yeah. I mean and that's just ridiculous um, but it, even with every player retiring like say Cameron Smith Cooper Cronk you know like those players retiring up and coming players just as good come up and then they're in the squad like you look at the Melbourne Storm squad now and you think that's a good team like, yeah. that's a really good team and I think the issue with this week was number one the weather the weather was yeah. really bad for it um, number two they came off that really I mean to be honest not dominant but like first half dominant performance over South like it was a yeah. really strong start I think they thought they were going to do that again even with the wet weather um, and I don't think they were expecting Parramatta to be as gritty as they were mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, you know, here I am. I'm about to give my opinion on it, you know, and I'm a 140-something kilo bloke that does not know <laughs> cardio for the for the fucking minute of it. But it felt like this past this past week. Obviously, we all know wet weather, soggy ground oh, yeah. really makes you work harder. Oh, yeah. um, there was a moment there where I saw Brandon Smith, who I think is a pretty good kid, that you know had a bit of unluck in his career with North Queensland and I think it was Titans. I think his previous two teams were and got got terminated for doing. Off field, that shouldn't uh, that shouldn't have happened. But you know, he goes to Melbourne, gets under the wing of under the wing of uh, Cameron uh, Cameron Smith and Craig Bellamy and all that, and mentor him. Um, he was he looked pretty uh, pretty stuffed, mate. He looked pretty tired. He was he was yeah he was pretty like sucking in the big ones. You'd see him a lot, and he would be away from dummy half, like with the trainer attending to him. Yeah, a lot. I saw that a lot, and. <laughs> to bring it up, what about Ryan Pappenhausen last night with the oh, faking, mate. In, faking the injury to get his team some time? And you know what the I funny know. thing is? is like the new rule is that the ref 
Uh, um, not the ref, sorry. If the trainer stops, the trainer. if the trainer stops time, that player has to come from the field, no matter what his injuries are. If he's okay, whatever. If he stops, if the trainer stops time, he has to come from the field. But in those two instances, right. the ref had stopped time straight away while the trainer was attending to him. So he was able to just fake that shit for as he long was, as he, he wanted. And I think that's like, like I mean, I was listening to the uh, not the KO, um, not the Fox commentary but the uh nine last night channel nine gus, yep. gus was saying that's sort of like gus guild was saying that's sort of like a loophole in that sort of thing and i was like mm-hmm. thinking yeah it, it is because like if it, if a if he calls it off like that kind of negates the other rule like if the ref calls it off like calls the time so it's like which one he like maybe it should be a rule for both i don't know i mean but like they should well, wait you... for the trainer to call time or I mean, well, you'd think maybe even adopt what soccer does just mm-hmm. add extra time like, if there's been that many stoppages to a game, why not just give the rest authority to add a bit more? See what happens, though, Dave, is when they have a stop of a play, they actually stop time altogether. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Time, time stops. So it's not like soccer, like where you see an injury or someone just flopping around because they're trying to milk something. Yeah, the no, time still runs. NRL, time stops. Off. And he no was, matter what. So, for like example, like I think Ryan Pappenhausen, he got hurt on his first tackle, but I don't think it was something too serious, and he went down a little bit. Um, ref called time off, and he was sort of like faking on the ground. It was late in the game. I think he just wanted to give his forwards a bit of a rest, his team a bit of a rest. Um, yeah. The second one, he literally just got pushed to the ground after a tackle. That was it. Nothing happened, no head injury, nothing. And then he started <laughs> wincing on the ground. Ref called time off again. It was almost like the ref was on his side there. The ref was like, "Oh, stop, stop right now!" Like, yeah, it was pretty yeah. weird that was. And I was like thinking, just I was like thinking, if it hap- if, if a ref calls time off twice for the same player, send him. I don't care if he's hurt or not, send him because he's faking. Yes, yeah, send him off. Like some, sometimes these referees don't have a backbone, and that's why I don't like when they go up there to um, to the video referee. Like he's right in front. He pushed the ball down. It's contested. They go, oh, I actually don't know if this is the right decision. I'm oh. like, toot, toot, toot. Okay, KFC, you get your sponsorship. Oh, we need clarification, please. Thank you very that much. The most stupid rule. If you watch the Tigers versus Raiders game last week, there was a few tries that were awarded, points on the board, and then the referee pointed to the spot, and then he was like, oh, wait a second. Need to check that. Go up to the bunker. And yeah. then the points got fucking shaven off the scoreboard. But that happened tonight in the in the Warriors game. Absolutely, happened tonight in the Warriors game. You know the stupid um, He scored a try. It turned out he did lose it, apparently, according to the video ref, and uh, they ruled no try. So they restarted their set because marker wasn't square, and then they score a try in that set. So either way, the points were destined to go to them. That's how and I said. And, and the thing is, is what annoys me about like the refs and the bunker and the video refs and all that sh- all that sort of shit, is that they're trying to perfect the game. Yet mm-hmm. they, they they're not going to be able to. They're referees. They're human. You're not going to be able to yeah. see everything on the field. So why try? Just let it go. What whatever. Just it just yeah. annoys me how they're trying to perfect. There's, there's no more common sense with a lot of games now. Like as someone who's watched a lot of like just sport in general, and obviously recently with football, like with VAR that they introduced, and even watching like rugby, like just let some common sense come into the game. What like why do you need a meticulously break apart centimeters or you know yep. incidents where like if it's blatantly obvious like what's the old like cricket saying or whatever it's like just the um benefit of the doubt like benefit of the batsman or whatever yeah like just just give it to them like, that's the what they the used day, to yeah. use in the nrl mm. they used to use benefit of the doubt if like yeah. a tribe wasn't certain benefit of the doubt try if the yeah 
the on-field, you know, if you stuff like that. It used to be benefit of the doubt. These days, it's oh, you know, let's let's uh, you know point point fucking two five speed. Let's see how that happened in that speed, and it's just like. What's the point? And then they keep on going back to it. And then they'll be in a video ref for like bloody... <coughs> like not 10 minutes, but like a couple of minutes looking at the same bloody thing over and over again. It's just... Mm-hmm. It's tedious. It's... it's it, you know, you go back to the 80s. There's no video referee, really. No, you no, know, whatever is. decision was, it stands. And if it affected you in a good way, great. If it didn't, get yeah. fucked, you know? You know, I mean, that's how it was. That's you know, what that's, sport was. But I mean, the money became... Sometimes I have more fun watching a club, like watching a club mm. game at my local footy field. Yeah, yeah we, we all do. But you know what the biggest problem is? There's too much money involved in the game. Mm-hmm. Too many oh, bet makers, yeah. too it's many a- people putting hundreds of thousands of, of dollars on just a normal game of, of round rugby that yeah. doesn't mean shit to anybody. That's the biggest problem that any sport is really facing now. You know, you can get on you can get on to like one of your sport betting things and you can bet in games in in fucking Brazil for soccer, mm-hmm. you know? And and that, that that kind of crap. Why if I'm living here in Australia and I have no other interest but I might add it in there as a cheeky multi for a dollar five odd, you know? Like it's it's but just should, ridiculous. That should come under like gambling and gambling issues or not issues mm. but like gambling stuff, not influence the game. But like even, yeah, but game. like even still, like if a decision goes one way or the other, the bets like it's it's if you put a bet on and you're like, you know Panthers were gonna beat Titans in the finals or something like that, like it's either gonna be a win or lose scenario. It's not like regardless of whether this decision goes that way or that way, there's gonna be a winner and a loser. Yeah, maybe the decision right. should have gone the other way, but you know, you've got ten thousand people who are gonna win money and you've got ten thousand people who are gonna lose money. Like <laughs> unless it's them, right, unless, it? unless it's them getting right. in the like sports bet or whatever getting in their ear just going, Hey mate, look, uh, it seems like the odds are more so in uh you know, Panthers should be winning here. Um, yeah, make sure it's a try to Panthers. Just, just put it down for that, right? <laughs> yeah. There you go. You, you, mate, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised one day. I wouldn't be surprised one day if there's corruption that comes out of the game. I mean, we all saw the NRL Dallium with uh, Craig Bellamy getting voted, and then they all then they stopped banning, they stopped gambling on the um, Dallium because of just you know how bullshit everything was with that. Yeah. So you know, it, it's it's like. Just fucking, you know, just just you know, sort your shit out. Mm. I mean, that's just, I guess my stupid opinions. But what we'll do? Um, Talk about the <clears> upcoming <throat> upcoming games for this round. Yes, exactly. So, two uh, thirty tomorrow, uh, Bulldogs take on uh, Penrith Panthers. Do you then have uh, Manly play your blokes, South Sydney Rabbitohs at five thirty? Mm. Then you have Cowboys play St George Illawarra at seven thirty-five. PM for Saturday's game, then your Sunday uh, Sunday special. Uh, you got Tigers and Roosters, which should be an absolute mauling, and then the Sharks and um, Raiders at six fifteen. So either way we look at it, uh, my team's losing this week. Um, <laughs> I, I, I love I love my Sharks. I love my Sharks, but I'm I'm just unfortunately not as confident. But that's again my opinion. Um, you can be. Any, 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 and any team can show up on any given day. It's not mm. like you can look at round one and think, okay, this is how the comp is going to be this year. But that's not telling you anything. Yeah. No, no, you're right. I mean, and look, you know what? You know, I, I am, I am a very confident 
person. I love my Cronulla Sharks. I love them to death, and I always will. I'm wearing my jersey right now, so speaking, and my gut's hanging out at the end of it because it's too small for me. But that's just my life. Um, but you're coming up against a, a Raiders squad that is just... On fire. On fire. I mean, they had a slow start to the season last week, and then they really were very slow on kicking into the second gear. But once they kicked in, that oh, was yeah. it. That was it. And it was a real... Uh, barn burner. I'm going to use the words there of good old uh, Jr. Jim Ross. Um, but it was it was a, a flogging and a half. Hundred percent. I don't want to take anything away from the Raiders, but uh, looking at the Tigers last week, uh, my missus goes for the Tigers, so mm. I, I mean I root for them just because that's what I do. Because you have uh, to. Because <laughs> I have to. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. write a passage into that family, I guess. <laughs> but um. Yeah, so I was going for the Tigers, and I was like, you know, hopefully they have a better better year. It's been nine years since they've been in the finals. Um, looked at their yeah, wow. attack. It was absolutely horrendous. Uh, sloppy. They didn't have any structure to their attack. The defense was a little bit meh. Um, but it was mainly their attack that I was really kind of, um, like, pretty... Not disgusted, but just shocked by because last mm. year they seemed to have a bit of improvement. If I was being honest, um, yeah, like they had Moses Embai in number six. I mean, why? But, <laughs> like, I was gonna say exactly like why. I mean, I think it's because Adam Dewey um, was meant to take up the number six, but I don't know why he was out. But just their attack was flat, and it just they had opportunities and they didn't capitalize on it, or at least they tried, and then they made stupid mistakes a lot, and Canberra just capitalized on that. Better team won on the day, so... Yeah. yeah. Just in case my boss is listening, Tigers should be the Premiers this year. Thank you very much. Um, give me a raise. <laughs> <laughs> give me give me a raise. Um, but no, honestly, yeah, I, I agree. They just felt like they were a bit flat. I mean, even the Sharks were. We had a great first half last week. Then, just for whatever the reason... Next twenty minutes of the second half, we were shit. We were uh, shit, terrible, yeah. dreadful, dreadful would yeah. be the best words. The, the, the end we of the in... game, I was starting to think, oh, Raiders coming around. Oh, not Raiders, sorry, Dragons coming around here. Like, especially yeah. that, that, that try that was disallowed. I was like, yes. oh, they hit in the front, but no, nope, got disallowed. Another example of that stupid bloody rule. Yeah, I think it's. With, and then he's hit back with what? Was it two tries? Three tries? I don't know, something like that. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Two very quick tries. Yeah. Very like like that's the kind of thing we need to be an eighty minute team. Yeah. Yep. Right now we're playing for forty to sixty minutes, and then we're just shutting off. But again, it's round one. I can't hold everyone accountable for their actions for round one. Yep. Let's talk. You know, next week when we try this out, let's talk and see how our teams went first round, second round. If we played for a, a little bit longer, you know. Mm. But um. Oh well, that's life. I mean, um, you don't want to peak too early either. I mean, hmm. oh, exactly. The, the round is off towards the end of the season, so you want to peak at the hmm. right time as well. Exactly, it's a it's a twenty five twenty five round league with with one buy or two buys in it. I think um, per team gets per season. Then you got finals, you know. So you're starting from March, and your season re- relatively doesn't end until May until uh, October. So you have a very long way to go. You know, it's it's a marathon, not a sprint kind of thing. Um, but if you're the Brisbane Broncos, you want to be a sprint because you're not doing too well. <laughs> no, take it all. You know, it's all a joke, obviously. But um, 
what we'll do now, boys, touch on the AFL. AFL uh, kicked off their season this week. Uh, Richmond and Carlton played. Um, and tonight, Collingwood and Western Bulldogs. My grandfather is a very proud uh, Collingwood supporter. Unfortunately, they they uh, got the other hand of the, of the other hand of a bit of a flogging tonight, um, fifty three to sixty nine. Uh, Melbourne kicked. Uh, well, sorry, Melbourne Western Bulldogs kicked ten goals to seven, and nine behinds to eleven behinds for Collingwood. Um, so it's definitely a, a tale of. A lot of the off-season drama that Collingwood's been having, Andy Maguire's obviously stepped down. They mm. had the culture review that came through that I know that I was watching. I'm not a massive AFL fan for those who know who, who yeah. don't know me, Likewise. but I know that it's been really kicking off with Paul Collingwood and yeah. not Paul Collingwood, but you know there was a lot of racism that was going on and uh, and it had to address some stuff, you know that that kind of thing. Um, but it seems like it's been a bit of a downhill slope for them even since last season. Um, yeah, I'm just watching the the post game. Last season, they averaged 56.5 points per game. They were 13th in the league. Tonight, they got 53. So it's not looking so far too good. But the biggest problem I have with AFL, and this is just my personal opinion, is you have four teams, really, that make the final. Because there's no top six, no top eight. It's four teams. And usually those four teams, you play one of them, you're going to get beat by 70 to 80 points. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very always it's one-sided. Not, it's very one-sided. It's never, it's never a competitive game. It's, it's, it's like watching park footy. Mm-hmm. It's like watching. <laughs> so, it's, it's like, it's like someone. Yeah. It's like my, my, mine and yours, Jesse. Beautiful, your minor bunnies oh, versus yeah. someone versus the top-tier Sydney team. Yeah. It's oh just no, no, you know, be... you know, you know what it was like. It was like the last year we both played footy and we played yeah. a regular team. It was an absolute thrashing. Any team, any team, you know, got beat by 50-plus every week, except for the last week. The last week where we nearly won. <laughs> where, where, where I broke that kid's cheekbone. <laughs> <laughs> that was against Berkeley. Well, uh, yeah, Berkeley. It's, it's, it's always so... So, obviously, we're looking last year, 81 to 50. Then, obviously, Richmond with the Giants, 114 to 25. And that was a grand final, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, these are all the grand finals. I mean, yeah, uh, obviously a yeah. close one, so 79-74, so that's all right. Then that was Richmond. West Coast and Collingwood was 2018. Richmond mm. Adelaide was 108-60. to 60. So it just seems like this yeah. ongoing cycle of a close game, a whooping, a close game, a whooping. Literally, and, and, and that's that's what it is. And that's what one of the most frustrating things as any fan is, like, you know, like, are you going to go down and spend all this money on tickets, $18 on a pie, and you're going to sit yeah. there and just, and, and, and yeah. just watch and just Ten be like, yeah, cool, that's it, $10 for, for a low-strength beer, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and you're going to go, create my team's going to get flogged by fucking, uh, my team's going to get flogged by 80 points. It's not worth it. It's just not worth it, mm. you know. But the one thing AFL always does, and one thing I've always noticed, they get crowds in. Oh yeah. yeah, the turnout is always pretty such, good. Such loyal supporters down there in mm. Melbourne. Oh, I mean, they're crazy mate. about it. They're absolutely crazy. They, they are. It. They are. Whatever it is they're doing, they've done it so well. And NRL will never be able to catch up. I remember when I was living at home, um, and I was talking to Dad because Dad Dad watched any sport like I would do, and uh, like I picked up from him. And I remember you know saying, "Oh yeah, look at look at the crowd with you, Dad." You know, like at at MCG there was ninety five thousand there one year. I can't remember the year, but it was ninety five thousand there one year for club football, round football, like not a grand final, not a semi final, yeah. just 
normal, ordinary football. Mm. It's know? pretty nuts, isn't it? It's it is. Nuts. And then they, they come up here to the Central Coast before COVID, pre-pandemic, and they play two games a year or one game a year. And, you know, we would max it out at 21,000 or 20,000 people. That's the kind of shit that, as, as a fan, and or even as a, as someone in sponsorship or financing for all that team, goes, that's the kind of stuff I want to hear. Like, great, we've maxed it out. There's line after line for beer, for hot, for terrible hot dogs and undercooked undercooked chips. You know, the that's the kind of stuff. Old school Eagle Boys pizza, remember those days? Yeah, <laughs> mate, those were the days. Like, oh. they, had city, they had city country come up one year. When I was yeah. a kid, and my dad took me to it, and Noddy Kamali was playing, and it was Naughty. fantastic. Nabi, Nabi, Nabi Kamali. You know, but I usually but, I look straight to Jason, pal. But then I like retro trading dates. Nabi Kamali. But honestly, a, uh, AFL are just doing everything right in terms of everything else that NRL is not doing. You know, and it's. And it's and just you know you know, you, know what, you know what annoys me is like personally I don't I've tried with AFL to get into it and this is no disrespect to anyone who likes AFL I know a lot of hmm. people who do like it um, I just couldn't get into it just the game itself I just it's not like it's just the game itself I found it a little bit too messy for for my liking so I just couldn't really get into it hmm. um, yeah but I respect I respect what they've done especially with the crowds and like hmm. the, the support system, well, like the loyalties with the with the um, the clubs and all that. I mean, people are crazy about that. I suppose in breaking oh, yeah. that down too, like I've just been looking up there. So the average AFL ticket's about $27 for an adult general admission. Mm. Yeah. How much is generally NRL from your guys' experiences? 25 uh, Yeah. Okay, so quite equal then. So it's, it's roughly the same price. Around that, yeah. It really is, but I, I just don't know what it is with, NF, with uh, NRL. You know, mm. I, I just... I just don't know. Maybe probably and because of the me. youth. Maybe when you sort of really break it down, because like especially me as a kid, like my mum was like, you know, "I don't want you playing contact sports." Like I wasn't playing soccer until I was like twelve or something like that. So I grew up on cricket. Mm. AFL, mm. even though it is yes, very heavily contact sport, doesn't look as threatening as NRL. No, so I think exactly. it's probably more inclined for adults to get their kids into AFL. It's a bit more inclusive. It's a bit more to yeah. it. So I maybe agree just with that upbringing with that. So you know, it's a bit more. Like you're able to get more supportive, and they're brought up at a bit more of a young age. And obviously, re- we are a sport nation, like sporting nation. So, yeah, I agree with that because, especially, I remember with uh, school myself, I, mm. there was never a lot of like rugby league sort of clinics or or mm. union clinics. There was a lot of AFL clinics. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. I remember a lot of, a lot um, of Aussie it. rules clinics. Yeah. They'd want to get kids into that sort of stuff and. Yeah, I just remember that. So yeah, yeah. And that's how it was, you know. Yeah, yeah Kanga Cricket and Aussie Rules, I think it was, or whatever they used to do, wasn't it? Yeah, there was rarely an NRL team come up. I know that Bunnies come up recently mm. to yeah. Brisbane Water Secondary, where we all went to school. So that was that was great. Mm. But you I, know, I remember was... playing at the school. To be honest, I think it was after you um after you stopped playing, we started playing. After, school. I've made after stop playing, sound like I retired gracefully and walked we off started, into the sunset. <laughs> are, do, I'm going to bring something up. Do you remember when you um you got your leg injury and you were telling everyone how you how you um <laughs> how, how you um retired? Do you yeah. remember that? You were telling you were like oh, you were like saying, "Oh, you know, my career's over." <laughs> yeah, it was. Do you because... remember that? I, just, I just remember laughing. Like I was like upset, but I was laughing at the same time. 
Because here's the thing, like, you know, like the season when the season ended previously, I was on my way to representing the Central Coast, the Centurions. Mm. You know, I was, I went for the tryouts, I did all that, and then I go and fracture my ankle going down in the last yeah. tackle of training. You were good, man. You were fucking really good. Like for those who, for those who don't know, I was ninety kilo. And I'm glad Jesse's here because he can always back me up when I tell these stories because no one believes me. I but still don't. On a, on, I know you don't. But on a team that got flogged week in, week out by 50-plus points every single week except for the last week, I was the only one scoring tries. And uh, Jesse was very underutilized on the bench, coming on as a utility halfway mm. through the second half or, you know, if it was lucky, halfway through the first half. Um, because our, our dreadful coach we had at the time. And um, I was scoring 50, 60-meter tries, palming yeah. off every everyone left, right, and center. Yeah, I, I, that's the one thing I do remember is the fact that we would lose every single week by a substantial amount. I mean, we would put points on the on the board due to you, but it was, just, <laughs> it was literally just we'd get smashed and Taylor would score all our tries. It wasn't until the and, year after that we started. To, we, we made the finals the year after. It was because, yeah. like, the... Um, what happened was it wasn't just like you had the ones was the main like was the top tier competition then you had the twos mm. that was a level below and then you had the threes they were the worst um what happened was the threes joined into the twos competition so we just started flogging everybody it was so easy and yeah. that was the year that after with your injury and we yeah. just like everyone was scoring tries i think i scored like i don't know how many tries i scored that season probably like Probably eleven tries that season. See, like in like in in the season before, I scored sixteen tries and got best and first. Yeah, and that's the funniest thing in my world because a front rower should not be getting best and first. It was funny yeah. as how many like it's... length of the field. Like, I mean, put to put it in perspective though, like it's thirteen year old kids, right? And you got, I mean, most thirteen year old kids are anywhere between I don't know, just to think off the top of my head. Maybe like fifty to sixty kilos is what I'm thinking, and hmm. here you are, ninety kilos. Not fat. You weren't fat back then. You were built. I was fit. You were built yeah. and fit and could run. Ninety kilo bloke coming at you, just charging over you. You couldn't stop it. And yeah. then I just remember this one try that you did where you just ran ninety meters, and then you put the ball down and did a bloody front fr- uh, front flip. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> front flip. It was like your minor oval towards the like like yeah. the skate park. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and I think if I remember correctly, we lost 48, 48 six that week. So that was yeah. wasn't as bad as a flogging. But honestly, well, do you remember the tr- the trial? I know I know we're talking about AFL, and I'm I'm grateful we have. But I need to go down this path because <laughs> you know what I'm going to mention. You know what I'm going to mention. Oh, I know you're tra- trial match, and we're versing the team that were blue and white. I can't remember if they were budgie. It was it was budgie boy, and Who there was this kid. There was this kid, probably about a hundred and. He was about your kilo. size now. I mean, not to be just. He was about your no, size. No, no, yeah, he was about my was about size. One hundred forty kilo now. at th- at fourteen, and we we were just midgets against this bloke. Yep. And he, they scored four tries in rapid succession, and I went, "Oh God!" I said, "I said to the guys, there's a young volatile kid. I said, I'm going to f- put my shoulder into him." And he's <laughs> um, and we're, we're, he the referee called me offside for the kickoff. Like okay, oh. that's why I said I'm gonna put my shoulder in him. So he, he gets the ball, starts running. I just go Oscar and put everything of my shoulder, not in a in a tackling motion because that was what you're meant to do. It was I just, just dropped it was my just shoulder. shoulder. 
was in the middle shoulder. of his sternum, and he, and he kind of dropped like Quasimodo from like the bell tower. <laughs> and and the I'm referee at- just goes, "Toot, you're off for ten minutes, Senbin." <laughs> oh, it was the funniest thing ever because we were getting absolutely smashed, and I remember yeah. like it was so bad. Like I don't think we ever, I don't think we scored a single try. It was like an eighty nil game, and it was dreadful. Like, it really was so like, bad. We are well, making these scores up. These are no, legitimate was, scores. These, I mean, I mean, I'm starting to feel sorry for you at this rate. Like, thank, thank, thank God I didn't play rugby with you. If it, oh, you yeah. Think, yeah, and it's like me. I'm just trying to start out, and I get put in this <laughs> team. Like, anyway, um, but like I just remember like one bloke scored a try on their team, and we're sitting there like while they're waiting for the kick near the, near the, uh, the posts, and one of the guys on our team is like saying... I can't do it. Like out of breath, going. I can't do it. I can't do it. They're just, they're, they're too strong. And then everyone on the team just snapped their head back and said, "Shut the fuck up!" <laughs> like just said, "Shut the." Fuck. I remember that. I and, remember that. Yeah, I just remember it. And but the one thing I remember from that game was you dropping your shoulder into that bloke because he. Oh, that's. I remember that to this day. It's so funny how like he just fell to the ground, like he just. <laughs> you, you, <laughs> Because it was a big hit. It was you, big. Had to, you had to be there to, to understand how funny this was. It was hilarious. It, it was great. Taylor, you know, it was like half his size just dropped this block. <laughs> honestly, and all, and all that really proved was is you just you just fat. You got no muscle to you. Yeah. yeah, you could push away someone because you've got the weight of 140 kilos against a a 60 year old kid. Yeah, exactly. You. you know, so you definitely can just push him away but it proved mm. you had no muscle i didn't go to the gym i never went to a gym really i i didn't go do laps all i did was walk home from the minor campus yeah. five days a week no buses no bullshit and then that's when i fractured the ankle and found out that double cheeseburgers were two bucks at Woolworth mcdonald's and your left hand um, obviously got a lot of oh no sorry your right hand obviously got a lot of work with your right friend oh mate let me tell you as strong as an ox um not because you were practicing fending or anything no, yeah, no, yeah, no, 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 definitely not. I was fending code, something. Code that's it. I was just, I was fending something. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, good now, times. Bro. Very good times. Very good times. Um, alrighty. So, soccer this morning. I know Dave's eyes just lit up. Then when I said there that, yeah, he's um, on. <laughs> you, you, yeah, you wait yeah. for soccer. Uh, UEFA Champions League, sorry, was on mm. this morning. Um, my beautiful team, Man United, made it all the way through. Uh, I didn't think we were going to get through, personally. Oh, you shouldn't have. Should, we shouldn't have. I mean, Rashford got injured. He got subbed in the in the last mm-hmm. in the in the second half, and then you know, beautiful Paul Polish Pogba gets on there and scores a goal two minutes in. Yeah, kind of honestly saved our campaign, mm-hmm. um, in my opinion. Um, but there were other games on uh, last night, or you know, last night yeah. and this morning. Yeah, um, so it wasn't just that, you know, but I know um, Arsenal played. I think Arsenal played. Yeah, well, I can go over a couple a little bit for you. So, yeah, yeah. Go, go over the highlights. Breaking into the Europa League, of course. Um, so, not to be confused with the Champions League. Obviously, the highlights, Arsenal going through. So, they're actually, you know, coming on their rise of form. Arteta seems to be, you know, pulling him through. Weirdly enough, Aubameyang, I don't believe, started with this one. I think he's been left off for disciplinary reasons that they haven't gone into. But 3-2 in aggregate, so well done to them. The Probably the biggest talking point in all of um, Europa this week um, is Tottenham. 
bottling a 2-0 lead, losing to um, Again. a Croatian team, which, statistically speaking, is the ninth-ranked league in Europe. And, yeah, 3-2. Jose Mourinho's the... bad bus continues. I was going to say, didn't the? I think I read the coach of that team mm. that went on and played got jailed. Something, I did hear that. Oh, there was someone yeah. who did jail for five years. I read the years. article this morning. Yeah, he got jailed for he got jailed for five years or something. Mm. So he had the hand in his resignation. <laughs> Imagine now, like, hey, Koffer, I've got to, I've got to resign. Why? I'm going to jail. I'll see, I'll see in mm-hmm. five years. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's true story. European it's a true football. story. Yeah. European football, you know. Mm-hmm. But um. But oh, geez, mate! Honestly, Tottenham didn't they play? Was it, was it the uh, end of last year where they were playing? I think you blokes three nil up, and then they, um, <laughs> three goals in the last fifteen minutes they conceded. And then yeah, oh. three goals in the last fifteen, and oh, just absolutely, is. just honestly dropped dropped the ball figuratively, mm. dropped the ball, <laughs> and 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 lost three points. Yeah, because that should that game should have been over. Should oh, yeah, ever... sure of, and that's the thing is that, you know, I'm not usually one to give up, but, like, this season, the way in which West Ham's been going, like, you know, we only just narrowly lost to Man United from an own goal. To be fair, I don't think yeah. we really deserved a point, but we went in there trying to get a draw, which just you shouldn't do in any game, but especially with the form that we're going. But, you know, tot- like, I'm, out of all teams, I'm always happy to see Tottenham lose, obviously, as they are. I think we rivals. all are. But... I think we all are. That's the thing, and... I know it's probably going to get a lot of flack for those who actually really like um, English football, but I just can't stand Jose Mourinho. I think he's been past yeah, his time. the special one. It's the special yeah. one or the wonder wonder kid or whatever his name is. His nickname. Yeah, the special one. But yeah, special one. I mean, when he came, when he came to me and you, I mean, and this is what I don't like about Manchester United. Don't get me wrong, they are my team. I've been following mm-hmm. them since as long as I can remember. But since Fergie left, mm-hmm. all they have done, all they have done. Is getting coach after coach and sack after sack. The only one that's really stayed on, to my recent knowledge, is Ole. Hmm. He he's not moved. I mean, we had um, uh, we had Moyes and whatever the you had Moyes who Moyes he's sort of rekindled under us. Then you had hmm. I think it was what Louis Van Hull. That's it. That's the one I'm thinking of. Louis Van then Hull, which Jose. was a, at the time the Netherlands <laughs> Netherlands yeah. coach, and he um. I think he won Champions League with, oh, was it Barca? Oh, people are going to, I can't remember. But it was Barca Real. I think he ended up winning it with. Either way, he's statistically speaking, he's quite reputable. But mm. I just think, look, when you when you're going into a team, and as much as I didn't really like him that much, you can't stats don't lie. Fergie mm. is arguably probably the best manager English football's ever had. One of yeah. And to follow that, there's just no patience. No patience with the board. Horrible spending. Mm. Bit like Chelsea, they they do well and then they sack someone. They think sacking would do better. To be fair, Tuchel's working for now, but always it's always a circumstance in which, um, yeah, it's um, there's just no patience at all. There isn't, and that's what's so annoying. Like in this time period of COVID, you're not you know you're not guaranteed on all the money. Look at the French league; they're they're having to you know bow out kind of thing. Um, for Jesse, at least for your knowledge, that you don't, you, know, you yeah, might not yeah. know, but the French league over there was sponsored by at one point Domino's. <laughs> I think it's now Uber Eats, yep. but yeah, right. their major television rights sponsorship because every every division has a sponsorship. Like rugby league has KO Channel yeah. Nine. Yeah. 
this whatever their variant of KO Channel Nine was pulled out of their agreement, and now everything's up in the air for the for next season. Let alone the rest of this season in terms of funding and all that kind of shit. Because teams that would need to survive, vital money for the teams to survive, yeah. is now long now no longer guaranteed. So it's yeah. up in the air, basically. It's really up in the air, and wow. you have got all this hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars of talent. I dare say, billion dollars dollars oh, of talent. Easily, maybe yeah. maybe two billion dollars worth of talent, depending on the right circumstances. And now sitting there thinking, is my contract going to be valid for 2021-2022? You know, it, it's yeah, just well, this period of uncertainty. You know, and that's pretty um, crazy. I can't imagine something like that happen over here. To be honest, that's just like. Unthinkable, really. <laughs> oh, you, you can't. I mean, and unfortunately, to A League, like, okay, it's not. It's not a very well-known secret. I'm not a massive soccer fan. When the Mariners are playing good, I kind of peak interest. <laughs> but we didn't play good for five, six years, so I didn't yeah. give it. Yeah. Um, truth be absolutely told, but I mean, the last time I was interested in Mariners, probably 2006. <laughs> but when they come to minor primaries, exactly. I was, playing, I was playing soccer back then, so we used to just go to all the Mariners games. Like the club would always organize like these days out to the games at Central Coast Stadium, and then we went. I don't know if 2006 was the year. I'm not sure, but they were playing Sydney FC, and we went to that game yeah. at uh, Footy Stadium. They Watch them lose. <laughs> exactly. Scored like I first, still have three one. I think it was. Like I, I still have a um a signed soccer ball. My mum got. My mum used to work for the tab, so she bought home this soccer ball. And um, Mariners came to our school. All of them. Maddie Ryan, who's gone on to play for you know Valencia, Brighton, Hove Albion, now Arsenal. Um, at the time was a Central Coast Mariners goalkeeper and I got all the entire team signatures on this <laughs> soccer ball from 2000, probably 2005, 2006, something like that. My you team know, so trained by a um, Central Coast Mariner. He was a centre, I think. I don't know what his name was. He was a German bloke. <laughs> he was... Um, German. We, he was, it was a German bloke. Our team got trained by him. Hmm. And we are still... <laughs> 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 like, but yeah he used yeah. to put us through like all the sort of training shit that they would go through and it was like neck level <laughs> for us at yeah, least. Yeah, it, fit, it bloody but... would be yeah it bloody would be man you know like that's the kind of we're, we're all like oh yeah we get trained by Central Coast Mariner yeah back yeah. when they were doing okay yeah. like you know hmm. like, you, like but the biggest problem I can see with domestic soccer is there's not enough big sponsors involved for domestic soccer. Mm. And Dave is probably the best person here to back me up or, you know, challenge my opinion per se when I talk about this. But, you know, like with the presence of Manchester City out here in Australia with Melbourne City adding it to their portfolio, that's really the only big staple that this country has. Mm. Yeah, sure, you can say you got Westfield on board and Foxtel's <laughs> on board and that kind of shit, but they're not... They're not huge. I mean, obviously, I know Westfield is a international brand, mostly in England, but that's where you draw the line. There's no, like, um, you know, you don't see AOL coming out here. You don't see, um, I don't know, if Tap Out or that kind of shit. I know it sounds funny, we have but you don't foods, see... Though. Oh, we exactly. Master, we foods. master Foods. Yeehaw. And I can finally get some discount... Herbs and spices that I need <laughs> for my chicken risotto, <laughs> but <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like it's it, it's not a, it's not as big as like a 
again, cliche, Domino's, Pizza Hut. Yeah, right. Um, you know, KFC, something that has international value. Yeah. Oh, mm. big enough international value. Um, and that's the same as Rugby League. That's the same as AFL. But AFL was played in China before COVID. Yeah. And Port Adelaide Power used to go over there and play one game a year. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm. That's the kind of shit that, that needs to branch out. V8 Supercars used to go race in Shanghai and Abu Dhabi for a small period there. Mm. It's all about exposing your international um, international uh, appeal mm. to the sponsors and to other people watching around the world. You know? You know hello, Uncle Taylor's marketing tips. You know, let's get started. But this is this mm. is my opinions, you know? What's the thing? Is it out of all sports, football generates the most? Easily. It does. Easily. Easily it does. It's just, I suppose it's, like it does fundamentally, you can talk about sponsors, you can talk about money, you can talk about income and all that stuff, but it's not even really more so that as much. Like, it's about investing in the right players, the right coaches, getting that experience, making the sport exciting again. Like, look at MLS and the Americans. They didn't. They yeah. never cared about football, but you know Beckham going over all these other people, Pele, and pumping so much money, coaches and people into the MLS that they've made this brand of football. Like, what was it last? Maybe not last World Cup because they didn't qualify, unfortunately, because of Mexico. But the yeah. World Cup before that, when they, you know, they were taking it to Germany, they were taking it to England, yeah. they, were, they were doing really well. And this is like the Americans who don't give a crap. Like it's, they're all about exactly. NFL and like baseball and uh, basketball like they they really don't care as much baseball basketball nfl which nfl probably has the biggest marketing value mm. i think you know of a of a of a, of a ball shaped figure like that mm. like you know rugby league rugby union has yeah, the yeah. biggest marketing value of, of any of any of their sports but you're right soccer generates massive income um for the men you know, but for but you know, women's. I think it's a great idea that women are starting mm. to really get more involved, and Definitely. people like Fox Sports and Ko are, are happy to advertise yeah. and and have this on television. Mm. But you know, I'm, I'm watching right now, just for record for everybody. What well I'm watching, Manchester City, Manchester City. I keep on saying it. Melbourne City are playing Perth in the women's league over there in Perth, mm. and there is probably six people there. That's the that's the biggest problem. You know, yeah. there's got to be. Like you know, it's all well and good for everybody to talk so much about you know women's league, women's sport as a whole, like you know NRL women and AFL women's and soccer women's, but you need to get out there and support. Yeah. What's well, the yeah. thing? It's like even more so Grassroots. now. Like this, like oh, I suppose this World Cup and maybe a bit more the last one get more involved. But like even the women's World Cup, I will more happily watch the Australian women's. <laughs> Right now, <laughs> yeah. Than the Australian men's, they you know they do well. They move the ball. Yeah. Like some of some of the best players in England at the moment are Australians. Like yeah, Sam Kerr, Sam Kerr over there, killing it over yeah. there. What? Uh, she West, is, and she's West Chelsea, Ham's, isn't she? Yeah, she's Chelsea. West Ham signed uh, a couple of um, women a couple months ago. Uh, Arsenal's goalkeeper is our Australian goalkeeper. Like, there's just so much talent over there. That's there is, you know. I, mean, I remember I was in Venice. And um, it was one of the last couple of days. We were in Venice for a couple of days. But mm. we went to this this nice restaurant over there. 
and had a lot, it wasn't a sports bar, but it was a really nice restaurant, couple TVs, and I was watching USA versus the Netherlands. I think was the 2019 Women's World mm-hmm. Cup final in held in Paris, where we were going to next, and it was 38 degrees over there, mm-hmm. and they're playing soccer. And you got these Yanks sitting here with us. Uh, near us, you know, they're all talking like, oh my God, Megan Rapinoe, you gotta go, go get a nice goal over there, you gotta do this, go, oh my God, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the fact that they were there watching it and talking about it, and I stuck around and watched the entire game too, to me, in a, and obviously Italy's a very, very proud country with sport, mm. with, with, with soccer. With football, yeah. Especially the football, but even these Italian locals as well were watching that that yeah. soccer match. The reach it has around the world, and here I am, an Aussie, sitting there ordering ham and pineapple pizza, <laughs> watching the USA play. I felt, I felt like my my duties in life were justified, and I should go forth yeah. and make content for people. That's exactly how I thought, and that's and the, exactly and how I saw it. Just Europe, they just love their football. Like I said, like when I they was do. In, I was in Dortmund, and like the the town square, I saying that like was a Champions League game, it was a away game, and like you have pubs in every corner. But as soon as the game nights in. Everyone's pulled out. The gazebos, everyone's pulled out. The bars are reaching out. They in- install these TVs that everyone can watch the sports with. And that's just all it is. It's everyone gathering around to watch sport. You don't have that here. Like, at all. <laughs> no, not at all. Unless State you of don't. Origin or a big game yeah. happens. But, that's but like it. for a regular game, that's... it's not like... Nothing, yeah. really. I mean, I, I know that they have places you can watch overseas, like NRL and all that kind of stuff. I know when I was in Paris watching State of Origin 3, if I wanted to, there was a place I could have went and watched it mm. in a bar. Yeah. But I much preferred to watch it on my personal data inside a small cafe in Paris. Yeah. And watching that Blake Ferguson mm. try was one of the better highlights because here I am walking on the streets and I'm screaming, go Fergo, go <laughs> Fergo, go Fergo. Mm-hmm. And everybody looking at me going, is he going to kill someone? That's <laughs> funny. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's funny how like you were walking down the street, like, w- like, and then I was just sitting in my fucking lounge room yelling the That's same right. thing. That's right. It was 7.30 at, like, at night, it was like 9 o'clock, o'clock at night. Yeah, it was like 10, I think it was like 10 o'clock here. And I was just yeah. yelling out at the top of my fucking and It was mind. midday. Go it was midday, 11.30. Yeah, go exactly. Yeah, exactly. Funny. You know, it, 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 it's, it's funny about no matter where you are in the world, there's always going to be one person that's watching mm. that same thing with you. Mm. And this is where I digress to another small segment, WWE. Oh, Here bet. we are, me and Dave, we watch wrestling. We watch the pay-per-views. We don't watch much of the of the uh, television stuff because it's a little bit eh. Mm-hmm. But we watch the pay-per-views, and we're sitting here in Australia watching it when it's held over there in America. Yeah. And there's hundreds of countries that would watch that same pay-per-view. Not at the same time, but eventually will. Hmm. You know, it's all about your global reach, yeah. your global reach around, if you would, you know, yeah. this is where it all kind of really kicks off. And now that if you're in America, you have to sign up to Peacock yeah. to be able to watch it because now they sold it for what? One billion or $1.1 billion. Something silly. Yeah. Over the next something ridiculous something. for five years of content. You can guaranteed mm-hmm. that the WWE will make 200 million. Yeah. From that sale per year for five years. Man, I wish I had Peacock. Like, I wish we had something like that here because, like, here you have to have Stan, you have to have Netflix, you have to this and that. Imagine, like, us having Stan. You pay 10 bucks and you get wrestling and you get this or you yeah. get that. Like, yeah. That would be so good. Instead of, no, we have well, to pay 15, 16 bucks for the WWE network. We need the Netflix, we need the Stan, we need the Amazon Prime, we need the. 
Yeah. Oh, it's just ridiculous. Mate, it's it, it's disgusting, you know, and that's, you know, again, all goes back to that global thing. Like, I want to get on, um, I think it's Discovery Plus, which hold, hosts TCL. Mm-hmm. I'm a massive Ghost Adventures fan, and I've been able to watch some of their content, but I watch it heavily delayed after the years it's happened. But they are now doing all their content on Discovery Plus. So if I want to watch something, I have to pay for it. And I'm happy to pay for it for that one television show. But they won't make it out here in Australia because they're dogs, you know. But that's, you know, that's another conversation for another time, of course. (laughs) But, um, you know, but again, it's all about just trying to make it available for everybody. And I think FIFA does a very good job after Sepp Blatter left to make it as accessible for every slowly, single person. Slowly but surely. They just need a FIFA app and just has it all. Screw up the sports, screw all that. Just give me just yeah. the but F1 have it, for Christ's sake. Mm. And, they're, and they're Sky. And then yeah. we can watch it here on Foxtel. You know, speaking of which, next week, hurry up. I'll miss my racing. Mm. Um, but, you know, but that's the way it is, man. Yeah. But uh, also, to quickly just blast on the football, and we'll move on. Yep. Only because... Yep. Um, Quarterfinals for the Champions League draws have been released. Oh, okay. So yes. Um, so tell me, tell so, me, who's man you playing? So going through again, just for the previous round, for all those who maybe not have been paying attention or aware, but the big boys, Juventus, have also been knocked out. Ronaldo mm-hmm. gone. Barcelona, of course, knocked out by PSG. In which I yes. believe, if my if I am correct, this is the first time that neither Lionel Messi or Cristiano Ronaldo have featured in a Champions League quarterfinals since 2004-05 season. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. Six, That's huge. Almost 16 years. I've been able to guarantee that we'll see them play, and now they're not. Mm-hmm. For how? But yes. No, no, digress. Actually, some very, very interesting... Lineups for the quarterfinal, if I'm being honest. As you know, Chelsea, I swear, throw enough money to be able to buy their way out of anything. But Chelsea <laughs> has been drawn with Porto. Oh. So, very good draw for them. Easy draw for them. Real Madrid versus Liverpool. So, we've got a rematch of the uh, the final from a few years ago. So, we'll see how okay. Klopp goes against Zidane. Yes. So, leaves the final four or other four. Bayern Munich versus PSG. Now that will be a blockbuster match. That is just going to be straight up Lewandowski versus Mbappe. That's it. You're not wrong. And that leaves lucky last, Man City and Dortmund. Man City and Dortmund. That's right. Now, Man U, I don't think, qualified or they got knocked out. No, they're in Europa. So they're the league below. They're in Europa. So they get them mixed up. Their draw hasn't been gone because they just finished their round of matches today. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. But, I'm a bit drunk, everybody. I do apologise. So I'm yeah, a little yeah, bit I'm, space cadetty. But a lot Sorry, of people man. are tipping City to be the favourites, and as is Bayern. So as per every year. But look, as far as it goes, this might might actually be Man City's year. I think if Paris can somehow topple Bayern, I don't see it happening. But if they manage to do it, it'll be finally the Man City-Paris final. The two teams that have splashed the most cash to win the Champions League final, one of them might actually do it. But Yeah. 
still. Who, who knows? You know, it's anyone's ball game until Fat Lady th- sings, mate. You know, I don't think anyone <laughs> predicted Croatia um, going into the World Cup final, and mm. they did. And even though they got, they you know they lost, no one predicted it. Yeah, mm. so everyone thought England was coming home. Coming home to England. Exactly. It was definitely coming home to England. And then it didn't. And then it decided to take a full full year vacation. Mm. Um, but no, England. you're definitely right. Yeah, exactly. Well, boys, we're, we're winding up to the end, the end of this beautiful little experiment. Um, if I can ask both of you, and I'll give you my answer as well, your mm-hmm. biggest takeaway from across sports this week. So was there a moment that stuck out in your mind, be it an interview be it uh, a, a section of play you watched in a game, uh, an entire game that blew your socks off from Friday to Friday last week, even Thursday to last Thursday to Friday tonight. That jumped out at you. I wouldn't really say it jumped out at me, but, you know, as we well, mentioned out. before, just Tottenham losing this morning. Like, I love yeah. to see it, but in the fashion that they did. Second half... Goalless, bloke comes on, cuts in from outside the box, right peg, true curler, top right-hand corner, 1-0. Takes it down about another 10 minutes later. Another goal. 2 all. Last, I think it was extra time, 105th minute, same bloke, scores a hat-trick, and just finishes off Tottenham. Like, just... Yeah. Not to be on the Tottenham hate, but just a pure performance from him was just... Oh, let me just see if I can quickly find his name so I can actually give him. Like, I doubt anyone would know, and obviously I don't even know. But what was his name? Uh, Miroslav Orsic. Miroslav. Mislav Orsic. Orsic. Oh, I know, mate. I know. I'm just but just yeah. joking. But no, that's good. That uh, that's definitely something that stands out, and mm. anyone that loves. Manchester, uh, sorry, Manchester, uh, uh, Tottenham would be very, very filthy when I woke up this morning. Or if they sat up to watch it, very tired and very aggressive. I hope they don't work in anyone's workplace. Mm-hmm. Jesse, yourself, mate. Was yeah, there something that jumped out at um, you or stood out for you, mate? Yeah, probably the uh, Parramatta Eels last night. Probably beating the Melbourne Storm. Uh, doing yep. as well as they did against Melbourne. Um so, for example, uh, they scored. I don't know when they scored, but then Melbourne came back and scored another try. And then they scored a, like a freak try at the end with Mike Acevo. Um That stood out for me. That was a, a good game, and I was actually quite surprised because I was tipping Melbourne to win that one. I thought Melbourne we were going to take it. I thought they were going to take it comfortably, especially after the start they had with South last week. Well, so. I... I watched the um, entire game start to finish, and mm. M- Mika Sivo scored two aerial tries. Yeah. He grabbed them both, but one at the beginning of the game and one at the end of the game. The oh, one yeah. at the beginning of the game got the first points for the game. And then one at the, the end of the game was Sealed the game. That, the point, yeah, the try that won the game, 16-12. What it was looking like, it was looking like Melbourne were sort of fading in that sort of war of attrition. And then... Um, Eels were coming out and so they were starting to play a lot better and then they scored a try. But then Melbourne, being Melbourne, they hit right back straight away and then it looked, oh, this is going to go on a golden point. There's only like, what, five minutes, ten minutes left? I can't remember Something, exactly. yeah, like Something around that. Left in the game. And then Mike Siva just scores a freak try. Game, sealed, done. That's it. Yeah. 
and I was pretty impressed by that, to be honest. I thought that's probably the moment so far, but we got more coming, so that's it so far, probably. Yeah, 100%, man, 100%. There was a, um, for my moment of the week, there was something a bit controversial. Uh, Toby Rudolph, who plays for my Mighty Shark, he's had an interview, post-match interview, with yep. Brian Fletcher on um, the Sunday show. night Matty John show. And one of the questions I was asked was, what are you going to do after this? He goes, yeah, have thousands of beers. And ha, 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 no, no, no. It's all about recovery and, and resting and that kind of thing. You know, I might go down to Cronulla Leagues and try and bed, bed one anyone. You know, he mm. was merely just taking the piss out of, you know, an era gone by. But mm. the NRL come on board and slapped him with a fine, and I just felt it was mm. just... So, so bogus. You know, I'm not yeah. here to trash talk a league or trash talk officials or trash talk anything. But for a sport that is so competitive, and you have these big blokes that on the field have these little little bust ups and they just push each other. Oh, don't you dare talk about me like that! How <laughs> dare you! I'm so offended. Yeah, you get a character like him come on board, Toby Rudolph, who actually, in a very surprising twist. I reached out to his management today to see if he'll come on board for an interview, which will never happen. But we share the same birthday and the same year. So he was born the same day that I was. Nice. I, that's that's just rare as. So hopefully he says yes yeah. and I'll share that with him. But um, <laughs> something something like that is just so disrespectful to Ooh. people who are looking for a character. It's like... Yeah, 100%. For, like for me personally, and my my fuck on it, and Dave might kind of know where I'm going here. It's like when uh, a promo for a wrestler comes on board one week and he's very uh, charismatic and he's real, you know, suave and that kind of crap. And the next week he's tame. It's like, hang on, where was this character push last week? Yeah, this is the same thing, and and I just don't. Yeah, a lot of people don't agree. DCE. Yeah. who I think's a grub and a half. I don't like him one bit. No. Um, no disrespect to you, DC, of course, but yeah, I'm just not, not a fan of yours, mate. <laughs> but um, like he came out and defended him, and I thought yeah. it was good that he did, and a lot of people have. Andrew Jones the footy, defended the, him. The footy players will come out and defend him. Cause exactly. You, you, I mean, you think about it. you got these uh, NRL players. You listen to their post-match interviews. A lot of them are like just after the game. And yep. it sounds almost as if they're part of the NRL or the nine commentary team of how scripted they sound because of how censored they are. It's and robotic. You get, a, you get a guy yeah. like you get a guy like him who comes out, he's a breath of fresh air, says, you know, I'll, I'll smash a thousand beers, go off to Northies, and I'll try and hmm. I'll try and pull one. You know, he's like, I'll try and pull one. Anyone will do. And then everyone's laughing. The panel on Matty John's show's laughing. Obviously, everyone thinks it's funny, but then yeah. apparently it's not okay. I mean, it's like. You know, they're not allowed to have personalities or anything. Like, throw back to like this. I mean, I was watching um, an Isaac Butterfield video. He was talking about this exact thing. And he threw back to like an interview of this guy who was uh, signing up for like a Brisbane club or like a Queensland club or something. And he yes. just signed the contract. Was that a contract signing? And, the, and someone in the media asked him, So why do you want to play for this Queensland team? And he goes, Oh, well, I think the Sheilas here are pretty good looking. I want to f them all. <laughs> like, and then everyone Damn. laughed in the room, and like, it, no one gave. <laughs> like that's that's it. The sort of thing back then, and you look at the you look at so something like the UFC, 
are like it's going really like it's going up and everyone is sort of like getting behind that and it's gaining a lot of traction is because their mm. fighters aren't really filtered they're unfiltered they can yeah. say whatever the fuck it's they not want pc they can PC. say whatever they want like yeah. conor mcgregor for example how do you think he got big because he talked a lot of shit. Yeah, but uh, exactly. I think they've been taking a lot of uh, WWE books. And like with anything, uh, is that contrab- well, uh, controversy sells fights. Uh, eventually, it started getting a bit like mm. predictable with the mm. sort of the that they were playing. Conor McGregor was kind of the one who sort of started the whole <laughs> talk thing. And then everyone who followed that well, sort of was kind at, of playing off the look script. At, was it Colby Covington? Um, Colby Covington <laughs> was like... Yeah. yeah, no, I'm all about the good fight, isn't that? And then he's, you know, he's a patriot, he loves Trump, he goes through all this, like, mm. in the um, WWE, yeah. was a, a gimmick change, and all of a sudden exactly. he's, he's getting top fights against Usman and all that stuff. So. I, I, saw, I saw this interview with him, actually, where he was talking to a fan that was recent. You know, he goes around and carries the mm. fake belt with him. He was talking to a fan, and the fan was asking him, like, how would you make a big in MMA? How, how do you, like, if you want to train, like, how would you train hard? And he was giving, like, solid advice, being really nice to him, humble. And then the fan was like, you know, you should show this side more often. You know, it's really refreshing. People would like you. And he goes, yeah, but that's not what sells. And I was, like, thinking, yeah, well, you know, mm-hmm. you can tell that whatever Co- like whatever Colby says is just, it's for show. <laughs> like, it's all bullshit. Yeah. Exactly, and, and like it's like any any wrestler. Like there's a wrestler right now called Roman Reigns who's playing a heel, but he gives so much of his time to charities and shit. Mm-hmm. So it's like he goes on stage and you know, rah, 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 you know, I'm the bad guy. But then he's like, you know, how you doing, little girl? Is everything all right? Come join me on the on the table. I'm the chief. Yeah. You know, it's 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 ridiculous, mate. It's it's mm-hmm. really is ridiculous. Just. You know what sells and what doesn't sell, and Toby Rudolph to me sells. Mm. And you, you think know? of like the 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 Matty Johns show that he was on. Think of who he's talking to right there, Matty Johns. I was going to say Reagan. you beat me to it. Red yep. Ray, Trent, Trent the Flight Stewart. Like you know Brian Fletcher. Look at Brian Fletcher, Nathan Hindmarsh. I mean, I mean, that little segment they've got on there is excellent. By the way, Gordon Tallis. It's if fantastic. you guys ever end up watching this, which you probably won't. Love your work. Yeah, we love you. We do. But you, but but you're right. You know, like it's it, it's that's what sold as kids growing up. And I still have Red Dragon, all of me, the DVD that released from the I've footy got show. That too. I've got that too. Yeah, it's I've the best it DVD. Well. I've got it as well. Yeah, you know, like and like, and this is the, you know, okay, I'm gonna bleep this, obviously, but like, you know. He made a made a cover of the angels and I ever gonna see your face. Oh, sorry, a biff again. Sorry, bring back, bring back, back the biff. Am I ever gonna oh, see the biff, the biff again. again? Bring yeah. back, bring back the biff. You know, and then you know, it's just you know, it's I, I might sound old, but that's the era I grew up with and it's it's hard for me to adjust to a new era. That's just my opinion though, you know. It is hard. It is hard. But that's my takeaway. And speaking of takeaways, it's time to uh, time to wrap up the show, you know. Mm-hmm. And this is this was good. This is good, you know. Good. I appreciate you two coming on board tonight, and you know, giving this thing a crack. So I definitely do thank you very much from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. Yeah, likewise. I think this thing has been really good. Mm-hmm. I wish you guys the very best of the week. Um. Go to Sharks for Sunday. Jesse, go to, go to, go to bunnies. bunnies for tomorrow. Dave, go West Ham. I don't know when they play, but go to West Ham. Yeah, even go to the Knights. 
If we're going on the rugby, even go to Knights. Yeah, they won. They won tonight, so you'd be very happy. As I said, top of the table. But um, exactly, top of the table. Um, for now, and we'll chat to you guys for now. For now, that's it. There isn't. There is another twenty-three weeks ago, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll um, I'll catch up with you guys very soon. You guys take care of yourselves. All right, take care, guys. Have a good one, man.